The college basketball experience, Duke Blue Devils 2022 23 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron Krog from Loyola Chicago Ramblers, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the broad stop. Thank you, guys. Episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh! Yes, it's fun to talk Mike Elko and Duke football. Subscribe to the college football experience, but this is the college basketball experience. Subscribe. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com uh, slash the college experience. Cause college basketball season, you know, we've been previewing since August, these teams. And when the season tips off, I come to you every single night, handicapping games, talking about the conference races, talking about all what's happening in college basketball. Been doing this shit for years as me, Patty C and NC Nick have uh, handicapped every single division one uh, college basketball and college football game for the past five years. Never had a losing season. How about that? I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for, I mean, this guy, I like to say the DFS God come play DFS with us when the season starts, but this is a Duke blue devil fan at heart. All right. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, dude. I just got to bounce my step over here, man. I want to lace up the sneakers, get back out on the hardwoods. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to be here talking college basketball. My Duke Blue Devils. GBO farms in the chat. Yes, this is real, actual live, not fake live. And uh, Duke made the right hire, and that hire would not have been Rick Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no that's to Rick Barnes. Uh, but uh, no, dude, I'm excited for Duke this year. I'm excited for college basketball. Yeah, college basketball is fantastic, and for Duke, it's the gigantic year because it's life after Coach K. NC Nick's been a Duke fan since the late eighties where, you know, I mean, I've been, so, you know, we grew up in the same household, so I've been hating the Duke blue devils. Well, not necessarily hating, but I mean, yeah, I just like to see brother misery. If that makes sense, Dude, we're, we're used to haters. It's all good. Yeah. I just like brother misery. doesn't matter if it's Duke. Doesn't matter if it's uh whatever, whatever sport, whatever team it's fun to see brother misery. <laughs> um, 
but this is a crucial point. I would say you've seen this transition already happen, whether it was Dean Smith or whether it was Roy Williams, uh, you know, at some of these other blue bloods, you've seen these transitions happen. Bobby Knight, what, you know, you've seen it work the wrong way and you've seen it work the right way. North Carolina being the right way, Bobby Knight being, uh, you know, the wrong way. Cause after him, I mean, who did they bring in first after him? I don't even remember uh. it. Like was it Amaker? Amaker, uh, not Amaker. No, uh, Mike no. Davis. I mean, Mike, Mike Davis. Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, sounds sounds right. I think yeah. that's accurate. But either way, I guess he made a national championship, so I couldn't bash him too much. Yeah, yeah. So but he he didn't last there very long. So yeah, look. I, I, so at somebody my age, I think I might be the only one that can say I've never gone through a coaching change with my favorite college basketball team until this year, which is is crazy to say, that, and, but uh, I think we got it right. I think if you look, I mean, look, Shire obviously is unproven. And I was the same person last year that said about Hubert Davis. I was like, I don't know. The guy's never been a coach anywhere before. Well, you know, the same thing you can say about John Shire. Not only has he not been a head coach anywhere before, he's never been an assistant coach anywhere else yeah. before. So yeah, obviously there's, there's big time question marks, but I mean, just out the gate, the recruiting, like who would have thought Duke's recruiting would be better after coach K left. Yeah. And we're going to get to them in a second. I mean, yes, but, but you are correct. And you know, but I just want to like, there are, you know, John Thompson, when he left Georgetown, I'll throw him in the mix with, 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 with Knight. Sure. These programs that were, were, were Indiana and Georgetown. And I'm sure I could think of others. Uh, maybe you could mention UCLA after Howland. Sure. Or maybe after wooden, I don't know, but um, it's a critical year. I mean, yes. Uh, the, the, the impact freshman, we will talk about that in a second, but let me just rattle off. I know it wasn't Shire last year, but we're going to, we are going to recap a little bit last year. Obviously Duke was fantastic. 32 and seven, 16 and four in the ACC ATS. They were 20 and 17, 54%. You look back at last year's team and, and I, we do this for every one of these teams. This is kind of the rare exception where it's these stats aren't going to matter too much because so much turnover happened. Um, <laughs> a whole new roster and a whole yeah, new coach. <laughs> yeah. Adjusted offense. They were first in the nation uh, adjusted defense charting at 49th. They, sh- they were 37th in the nation at uh, shooting the three. Uh, 66 in offensive rebounding, surprisingly 227th defensive rebounding, and that might have yeah. been what done that that what that did them in essentially. Um, 107th in free throw shooting and 172nd in pace. Uh, 21st in the nation at taking care of the basketball. You know, uh, on a lot of these, they actually really do mean something because I'm like, oh, they're returning these. But when you look at this roster, um, everyone's gone. So. Coach K is gone. Number one, <laughs> only the most successful coach, perhaps in American sports history. Um, the Paolo Banchero is a uh, member of the Orlando magic. He's gone. 17.8 boards a season ago. Wendell Moore jr. He's on the Minnesota Timberwolves, 13.5 boards. Trevor Keels is on the New York Knicks, 12.3 rebounds a year ago. Mark Williams, the, the big man, he's on the Charlotte Hornets. He averaged 11.3 blocks a year ago. AJ Griffin. He's on the Atlanta Hawks. He averaged 10 points and shot 45% from three a year ago. And then even after that six, six, four, Joey Baker transferred to the Michigan Wolverines. Um, and, and how about my guy, Theo, John, has he caught on anywhere? Not that I, not that I noted. I'm sure he's playing somewhere. I'm sure Probably he will. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Good for him. Uh, and then you have incoming 
I mean, I should do a, let's do a commercial break before this, because this is, <laughs> this is, uh, it's a lot coming in a lot going out. Well, welcome to college. Returning basketball. is a much returning yeah. is a much, much shorter list. <laughs> and look, uh, it's going to be a very young and inexperienced team, but at least the point guard, Jeremy Roach is back it, it, back for his junior season towards the end of his sophomore year. He really started coming into his own, basically took over the point guard role from Trevor Keels. Uh, had a very good first three games of the NCAA tournament. Struggled against UNC, but I love I do love having an upperclassman as your point guard. And I think he's destined for a big year. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk more about that in a second, but I want to tell you that the college basketball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Babbel. If you're like me and there's like there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in high school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun, easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally you can finally learn that new language and, and you know, scratch that off the bucket list if that's your thing or maybe you just need to do it for your job. I don't know. Um but I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. They're 10 minute lessons people. All right. Look, I, I feel like I probably have ADD, I, but 10 minutes. I think I could handle that. All right. Uh, other, I mean, look, other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babel lessons were created over by over 150 different language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers people. So uh, the teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Um, and there are so many ways to learn with Babel. In addition to, to lessons, you can you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a twenty day money back guarantee. Start your new language uh, learning journey today with Babel. Right now, get fifty five percent off your subscription when you go to babbel dot com slash sgp. Once again, that's babbel b a b b e l dot com slash sgp for up to fifty five percent off your subscription. Babbel language for life. Um, all right, we are back talking blue devil basketball and uh, let's, let's just key in for a second here on these impact freshmen before we talk transfer portal, this class is unfucking believable. I, I, it's, it's almost <laughs> hard to believe. Um, it, and it makes me wonder like, will they live up to this, the talent? Because uh, you look at this thing and you say, okay, I'm counting four top 100 recruits, five top 140 recruits. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started off with seven, one center, Derek lively, the number one recruit in the nation from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Uh, they also have uh, what's it? Derek whitehead from Florida at the number two recruit in the nation. They also have the six, seven center, Kyle Filipowski, Filipowski. The six number eleven. F- did I say six? What did I say? You said six seven. Oh, I'm sorry, six eleven. Filipowski. Uh, yeah, that's uh, such a Duke last name. Uh, <laughs> he's ranked uh, number four recruit in the nation out of Massachusetts. A six eight forward Mark Mitchell comes in out of Wichita, Kansas. That's tough because you're stealing one of can. Like that's <laughs> we should talk about Talking that for about. a second right there. Going into Kansas and taking away one of their guys. Number College 20. basketball recruiting is nationwide, though it's not really regional, especially with like the you know the blue bloods. Yeah, number twenty-two recruit in the nation. 
Then they got the number 68 recruit, recruit in the nation, Jaden Shutt out of Illinois. And then uh, the seven, one center, Christian Reeves, number 139 recruit in the nation from Virginia. I, I think you're forgetting uh, Tyrese Proctor who uh, came up a year to join That's the right. squad this year. That's he's right. A six, four, a four, uh, he's number 27 in the nation. That's right. The, uh, I forgot star, about so. that. I, I hear I had that in my notes, but I forgot about that when reciting that. I mean, yeah, it so might he's be the best recruiting class I've ever seen. No, I'm pretty sure it is when I'm thinking now, about like, I don't know what the, I mean, obviously we didn't have these type of recruiting rankings in the, with like the fab five or UNLV or something, but I mean, yeah. It's. I feel like this would be on par with the best I've ever seen, if not the best. Um, and, and and we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because we're here to talk about this year's Duke team. But next year, he's already inked five five stars. That's insane. So the recruiting is going to be crazy. But I would like to say something about recruiting because I know some Duke fans and some other fan bases they love to win the off season. They just love hearing all these players come in. You know, for me, I don't care as much. I don't care how many five stars I got. I care about what team they're going to be come come the come season. I don't care about who you're inking in in April and May and June. You know, obviously it matters, but you know it, it only matters so much as well because we've seen teams like Villanova who who are always going far into the NCAA's without getting all this pub for the best recruiting classes ever. So don't get me wrong. I mean, while, while it's nice to bring in this kind of talent, you still have to do something with it. And I think it, it can be a challenge if you're changing over the entire roster every year. Like, yeah. For example, let's take a look at the final four last year. Okay. Kansas, they won. They started two seniors, a junior and two sophomores. Yeah. UNC, UNC came in second. They started two seniors, a junior, two sophomores, uh, Villanova, four seniors and a sophomore. And then there's Duke who actually was a little bit more experienced last year, a junior, two sophomores and two freshmen. So just cause you get the best recruiting class does not mean you're going to the final four. It does not mean you're cutting down any nets. Well, I mean, so we've seen Kentucky struggles right under Calipari and some of those great recruiting classes. I don't think it was ever this good, right. but I mean, uh, you know, he had some really good classes and they, they, right. they did struggle in the NCAA tournament. They made the but, tournament, but, but the fan who loves winning the off season or the fan who loves like players getting drafted in the NBA, that's all fine and dandy, but I care more about what they're doing while they're at Duke, you know? So I just Agreed. had to throw that out there. Well, I mean, we're going to project the starting five in a minute, but they also did hit the transfer portal. And I thought this was an ins- essential get is six, six guard, Jacob Grandison from Illinois. Huge. That one was, I think a, a huge get much like, but I mean, it seems like Carolina bounces right back and gets Pete Nance. But uh, obviously these, uh, these portal gets absolutely huge. Cause before that, okay. You bring in six ten uh Ryan young from Northwestern. I think he will fit in well for, with, with Duke also brought in six, six forward kale catchings from Harvard. I don't know how much burn he'll get, but I mean, yeah, I don't see too much from them. And so other than Roach, Duke was going to have a really inexperienced backcourt. And even those, a bunch of these freshmen coming in, those top four guys are more front court players. So I thought it was crucial to bring in some more experience. If you look at Grandison, six, six shooting guard, he played 25 minutes a game for Illinois last year, shot 45.5% from three. If anything, we were also missing a dead eye shooter before we we brought uh, Grandison in. 
And I know Duke was active. They were in the mix with a couple other players, but uh, huge, huge transfer get in the portal because he should start at the two right away. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I saw that one, I said, uh, I mean, it made sense. I know there was speculation that I think he was looking at Arizona as well, but I thought it made perfect sense to go to Duke. Uh, yeah. all right, I, I want to project the starting five, but before I get there, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by no house advantage. Yes. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contest versus other people for a shot at winning 250 K in cash. Yes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, Earn points for corrected picks and climb up the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and uh, win 20 times the amount you enter if you hit all your picks. Uh, and it's not just NFL, it's NBA, it's MLB, it's PGA, it's MMA, it's NASCAR. So make sure you check out No House Advantage today. Sign up with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app. To get a first deposit match up to $25. We're also brought to you by promoguide.us. Yes, promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. Um, and look, I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they have some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but they they'll more like tell you, you know, where to get the best odds and how to track down or, or cash in big on all the constantly changing promotions. Promo guy is ran by a, a team of uh, small, passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguide.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguide.us. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Yes, Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promo codes from sportsbook to sportsbook to assure that you get yourself the best deal possible. It also has a bet tracker, so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activities. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. We are back. A lot of these ad reads, a lot of these ad reads. We're and talking. we are live Terrell Furman, the uh, noted UNC fan co- coming in to uh, ooh, ooh, ruin our party ooh, again. Oh yes. <laughs> he's sitting there saying, you know, I, I, I know he's, he's licking his chops at a chance to get these young Freshmen, see how they can do up against Baycott and Davis. Look, everybody's and- saying UNC is going to be a Final Four team. Just like, look, people were saying the same thing about UCLA this mm, year or, mm, or this past this year. Past you year, know, yeah. come, bringing back everybody. So what I'm saying is, man, you still got to prove it on the court. Okay, it's easy to see a tide turn. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, look, well, I mean, John Shire's got his work cut out for him because when we were winning conference titles and going to the final four, we were making a statement. Can he make a statement in year one? Um, I look at, uh, I look at what we see here. I'm projecting this starting five and I'm talking out of my ass a little bit here because there's so many freshmen. Most of the time I can actually project the starting five. Uh, I'm I really assuming think there's, I think there's six guys who could start. So I, I have my my five, what I think it's going to be, but I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we haven't seen these guys played, you know, play at the college basketball level yet, but it's, you know, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Give, give or take one guy maybe, but go ahead. Yeah. So Jeremy Roach and Grandison, I think that's the two that we can count on. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Right after that, I'm assuming it's whitehead Filipowski and lively, but it, could it make a case for something different? I think my, my thing is I think Filipowski might come off the bench. I think Mark Mitchell might start uh, the other five star. Yeah. It's just really how big do you want to go? I mean, if you have Filipowski and lively, you got a six eleven and a seven foot one guy, 
most college basketball isn't playing you know, those kinds of bigs and Duke tradi- Duke traditionally, uh, at least over the last decade or so, they haven't liked to have, you know, two bigs on the court also. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mitchell is actually the fifth starter. And, you know, I've been hearing a couple of things like people that are, are you know, more uh, triggered in on the uh, Duke program that, that they think it might be Mitchell, but uh, yeah, we'll see who impresses more leading up to the season. Yeah. I mean, either way, what would be, what would be a great year? I mean, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, man. You're like, Duke. We, for know, year know, one, you're, you're super young. You're probably, if I'm going to, we're, we're going to take a look at the schedule in a second, but I'm a, making the assumption that they'll be projected third in the ACC. I think North Carolina and Virginia will be the clear cut one and two, right? Carolina being one, UVA being two. Sure. I'm assuming every publication, maybe even some will have Duke too. I don't know, yeah. but I'm saying uh, per, third is where I would be. I would pick them. Right? So I don't know. We'll get to it. I, let, we'll get to it at the end, I guess let's rattle through the fucking schedule. But uh, um, oh, uh, so let's start the Jacksonville dolphins come on November 7th. My Jacksonville dolphins. <laughs> they were an ATS darling of yours a year ago. My Jacksonville dolphins. Watch out. That's all I'm saying. All right. You're going to win, <laughs> but watch out for my dolphins. Uh, I mean the schedule. Okay. After that you get uh, what South Carolina upstate Cameron indoor stadium. And then we get, then we get to some real basketball here. All right. The state farm champion classic. When you take on the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, I I think this is in a, like just a gigantic game. I know it's early in the year, and we see these matchups almost every year. It seems like, um, this is in Indianapolis. Kansas is returning some some pretty good pieces. I think that can that. Uh, I mean, I I would kind of think Kansas would be favored in this matchup when I when you look at uh, all that's out there right now. Dewan Harris is back. Jalen Wilson is back. They got Kevin McCuller from Texas Tech. They also got Grady Dick. I like to say that guy's name because it's fucking hilarious. And uh, and and Zach, uh, what is it, Clements? I mean, they sh- they lost a lot. You know, Coleman Lands and Lightfoot and Abaji and McCormick and Braun and Martin are all gone. But you like your chances to win that one. Yeah, I mean, I think Duke's actually done really well in these Champions Classic, and uh, if you look at including the games last year, Duke has the best record. So every, every year, in case you don't know, it's Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, and they rotate op- opponents every three years. But uh, straight up, Duke is seven and four. Uh, Kansas is six and five. So those two programs have been the most successful in this little annual thing. Uh, it, it seems like Duke always comes out the gate. And they play really well. It, it was against Kentucky last year, uh, and then they have a couple letdown games. Then they have a stretch in like January where all the young freshmen are are finding their way in ACC play, and they they drop a couple maybe ACC road games, and then hopefully they rebound and regroup and are playing their best basketball come March. Um, but I mean, obviously, this is a great game; could go either way. And uh, I, I love this annual tournament that they do. Well, I think it's a gigantic game because, you know, I, I, how fast can we learn about Duke? I mean, we, we saw this with Kentucky in years past, like, can you grow up really right away? Getting a win like this could be, you know, I mean, obviously I think Duke will be in the NCAA tournament, but it could be, it could be critical for seeding. Um, 
They get uh, after Kansas. They get Delaware, the Blue Hens. They made the NCAA tournament last year, but <laughs> they lost some key guys in the portal. That's in uh, Cameron Indoor. Then Bellarmine, Bellarmine. I don't fucking remember how to pronounce that one. But uh, then they play in the Phil Knight Legacy. Uh, they do play up in Portland, Oregon. They take on the Oregon State Beavers, who lost everybody. Jared Lucas is at Nevada. Alatiche is gone. Uh, they lost another kid to Mississippi State. They're going to roll there. But here's what's interesting: they're going to get the winner of Florida and Xavier. Those are lose. I mean, I would favor Duke, but I mean, wouldn't surprise me. I thought Xavier brought Sean Miller comes back to the to the scene of the crime, and then uh. You know, he he brings back a lot of veterans there. Florida, Todd Golden, year one, the San Francisco, former San Francisco head coach. And then the winner of that is I mean, if you look at this, it's hard to forecast, but I would assume it's gonna be Gonzaga. Could be Probably. Purdue, could be West Virginia, technically it could be Portland State. I'm assuming it's gonna be Gonzaga. Um and hopefully we'll we'll see Duke Gonzaga on almost a, almost an annual basis now. They played last year, Duke got the win there. They that was played, a great game. That was a great game last year. They also played um, when they had uh, RJ Barrett and Zion. Was that three years ago now? Yeah. Uh, so they, they they're almost playing every year now. It, it would be nice to get that set up annually. And I don't know if it will ever happen, but can we do a home and home? I mean, Duke has scheduled that with Arizona now. I want to see them go to the kennel. John John Calipari. What did he schedule a game in Spokane? But it's yeah. not at the kennel. Come on, Dude, let's let's do a home at home, man. Let's I go see them there. That I want to see Gonzaga in Cameron. And look, so obviously, the, right when Coach K leaves, what happens? Duke inks a home and home with Arizona. So we know Shire is not going to be against those moving forward. And as a basketball fan, you have to like that. Yeah, college football and college basketball is always better when you play into your strengths, and that yes. is that is the home environments. Um, uh, so, uh, then after that, so, I mean, I would say between Gonzaga and, and Kansas, if they can just win one of those two, they, they got to uh, avoid the upset from Florida Xavier. And yeah. I think you're looking at a pretty damn good November. I mean, well, I guess you still have the Ohio state game in Durham. Ohio state should be pretty, they did, they did pretty well in the portal. I thought that one could they, be tricky. And they, if you remember, they beat Duke at Ohio state last year in the ACC big 10 challenge. Cause Duke was kind of riding high off that big um, Gonzaga win and the Buckeyes got him. Yeah. That that's the one that could be interesting as well, I guess. Then, uh, then you jump into early November. You get that. I mean, not early November, early December, you get the early ACC game and they gift you, they gifted you a little, little Boston college game here <laughs> at Cameron indoor. <laughs> Let's start off light, okay? We're a young team. <laughs> Let's get a, a, a home ACC game. Make against sure John the, Shire's know. first ACC <laughs> game is a win. I get it. I exactly. get it. Exactly. Uh, then you got a the Jimmy V Classic going on in Madison Square Garden up in uh, New York City against the Iowa Hawkeyes. It seems Iowa. like Duke Duke plays a, a game at MSG every year, so this is Iowa this year. I I don't think I was going to be as good as years past this year. Yeah, so they, I think it's they a great, lost Murray, right? Yeah. They still got his brother, but yeah. Yeah. Um, then you get Maryland Eastern shore the, in the crab keg or in the, the crab keg, the crab leg classic um, in Durham, North Carolina. That, that should be an easy one. Let me ask you about this one though. Right before Christmas on Tuesday, December 20th, Duke is at wake forest. 
Steve Forbes took some huge hits, try banking on the portal again with a little bit of a, uh, you know, some production coming back. Tricky, tricky. Uh, I mean, he was pretty successful a year ago and yeah, he has a decent amount of roster turnover here too. But yeah, I mean, I think the, a couple of these first ACC road games are always tricky for Duke. Cause they have so many young guys. They don't know what it's like to go on the road. And especially, you know, in conference where it's just a little bit different. All right. And then the last one in 2022 on December 31st, so new year's Eve, you're telling me we're going to be sitting there. With, <laughs> you're there telling we me we're going to be popping bottles and uh, watching uh, Florida state come into Durham, North Carolina, that Florida state I love it. Pretty good. I, I think kind of underrated coming into the season based on a talent projected kind of know. a down year last year yeah. I would not be surprised if Leonard Hamilton hasn't back up this year. So let me ask you this. What do you think through just 2022 ending it right there? What do you expect their record to be? You got Jacksonville, South Carolina upstate. That's two Delaware, Bellarmine three, four Oregon state, five Boston yeah. college, six Maryland, Eastern shore, seven. Now I'll say they probably have two L's. Yeah. I say between Kansas and Gonzaga, they probably drop one. And then maybe they lose one of those uh, ACC games or Florida so, yeah. or Florida Xavier, maybe in Portland. Yeah. Sure, maybe an upset. Sure. I actually think Xavier is better than what we think or like, right. and if well, they hold can, on, isn't that all part of the same Phil Knight thing? So that if is, they lost, that is, if they, yeah. they lost in the second round. They probably wouldn't play Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So two losses would be uh, wh- when, where should Duke fans be pissed? Do you think three or four? <laughs> I think if they had four losses, I think it'd be very surprising. Uh, well, three, hear me out then. If it was still not good, but four let, would be very surprising. I think people would be scratching their head, but look, if you go back to last year and look at UNC and Hubert Davis, they were looking very rough until mid January or so, maybe even a little bit later than that. Yeah. I think even later yeah, they're, than that they're playing yeah. no defense. It looked like they had, you know, maybe locker room problems, but they turned it around. So I would just say you, you got to be patient with such a young team. Well, look, I want to get to the rest of the schedule, uh, but I want to get us paid one more time. Want to tell you, we're brought to you by the Elias Game Plan app. Yes, did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday over at Elias because it's NFL season, their favorite time of year. And uh, look, whether you're just into fantasy football or you're betting on your team or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season is a lot better because of the Elias Game Plan app. Yes, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, MLB. The Elias Game Plan app is the only sports app from uh, the most trusted name in sports stats. Yes, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues. Um, and look, if you get this app, they're going to hit you with. They'll get you league validated team and player news and stats, head to head comparisons ahead of their matchups. Uh, they'll give you key, uh, key Elias insight, the expert game analysis, tell you which teams you should bet on. They'll help you, you know, with your fantasy lineups. You got to check it out, folks. Uh, evaluate, I'm sorry, elevate your NFL season uh, today and download the Elias game plan app. That's E L I A S. And right now I have a special offer for when you do subscribe, get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use the promo code SGPN 15, 
Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Google Play Store and use that promo code SGPN15. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. There's over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite TV show because they got cloud-based DVR included with it. Plus there's no contract. There's no commitment. You can cancel at any time. So right now you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and you can get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo TV.com slash S G P that's F U B O TV.com slash S G P. All right. So look, the remaining part of the schedule, is all ACC games. I'm not going to go game by game and rattle off all 32. All right. But I am curious the stretch that scares you the most, like the, the stretch where you go, Oh, you know, I know uh, there was a stretch with North Carolina last year and I know not to compare them, but there are so many, there's so, it's so easy to compare with North right. Carolina, a, from a rivalry standpoint right. and also the, the replacing changes. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, there was a stretch where like, you were like, man, they can't get a win. They're, they they look like shit. And is there a stretch that you say, man, I don't know how, you know, if the chips are down and maybe we get upset and you walk into this other three or four game stretch where it might be tough to buy a win. What stretch catches your eye? Yeah. I think you gotta be looking at early February. You know, it starts off with the first game against UNC. That one is, is in Durham, thankfully, but still obviously a tough matchup where UNC will probably be favored. Uh, and then you got to go on the road, back-to-back road games at Miami, at UVA. That's that's a tough stretch. And then and then even coming home against Notre Dame, and they're I think Notre Dame's gonna be solid. And they're always, you know, I mean, so they they they've played Duke well over the last five years or so. So uh, and usually that's kind of the stretch where maybe sometimes like freshmen hit a wall. Uh, so yeah, right there you go, man. That's that's a tough stretch of three or four games. So uh, yeah, I agree. I think when I looked at this, I said, okay you know, that UNC game, even the game before it, which is wake forest, uh, it could be tricky. And then, you know, at Miami, I know the crowd doesn't always come out there, but I feel like with Nigel, oh, they Pack, do against Duke. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I guess you were or Duke, those crowds are going to come out reg- anywhere. So yeah, the place will be lit as you like to say. Yes. Then they, they go to, uh, to UVA and then home to Notre Dame and at Syracuse. That is a very tough part of the season, I would say. So when it's all said and done, John so, uh, Shire, overall, though, overall, I think you got to take a quick look at who they play twice within the, the league. So obviously they play you UN, UNC twice. I think it is favorable that they only have UVA once and they only have Florida state once. I enjoy but, the fact they end the season getting NC state and North Carolina. So they play both of them twice. Yeah. Thank you. ACC for not fucking that up. Um, but I do like the fact, yeah, the final week of the season, the last two games, the blue devils will be playing this year in, in the regular season is NC state and North Carolina, right? All within about 15 miles from my house. Beautiful. There you go, man. Uh, so hold on. Let's, let's get to it. What is the, the, what is the ceiling on this dude? You think you can't say national championship this year, right? Yes, you can. Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were in the final four last year, I know, but they lost everybody. Uh, they, play, they played a very, very close game where they could have, you know, obviously they could have won that game and went to the championship. You know and what? They were, a li- they were a little bit more experienced last year. You're right. Actually. Cause I was going to say if, if, if Hubert Davis got there and they blew an 18 point lead, right? 
And you're right. I guess the ceiling is the national championship. I just think with Shire year one and, and everyone else coming back to college basketball, that's something that I yeah. think is, is a c- continuing development is, right. you know, whether it's Timmy coming back at Gonzaga um, Baycott at Carolina and so, so many other schools bringing back some key players. Right. I think it's going to be hard. I like, I'm not picking Duke to win it all. I, I'd love it if they did. Um, so if, if that's not real, well, I think it is realistic because I mean, it's possible. Duke is probably one of 10 teams that can win it, but I would favor probably seven or eight higher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just say final four then, but in, uh, every year when it's, when it's so young and you have such a great roster turnover and it sounds like chances are, it's going to be the same thing next year. Cause I would imagine if you're like a top five, top 10 recruit in the nation, you're probably one and done. Yeah. Um, so well, that's I don't know. I, would... I don't know with the NIL now, true. You could have a, you know, this is a changing game. I know Timmy wasn't projected to be a top 20 pick or something, well, but see, I'm saying that's what you want. I mean, like if in a perfect world, you, you blend top notch freshman talent with experience and you have really good college players who aren't, you know, surefire NBA first round draft picks. Take UNC, for example, Armando Baycott, he knew that he was probably going to be a second rounder. Even Caleb Love and RJ Davis, they they weren't going to be lottery picks probably, but they're they're really good college players. So yeah. if you're at a big time program and you can make a couple mil NIL, why yeah. not stay? Uh, I think uh, so, I, I think we could be entering a bit of a renaissance with college basketball back to the '80s era with the NIL yeah. bringing back some some key players. I almost think. Yeah. Okay. You could get paid that probably that same type of money playing in Bulgaria or something. If you're not a top, you know, cause it, to me, if you're a projected second round pick, that's still a hell of a gamble because the way that the, sure. the, the second rounders go to Europe and get For players, sure. you know, I think that's, that's a hell of a gamble right there. And I think I'd rather stay put, uh, and you probably, can, you probably make more money staying put. Yeah. Long-term. I think so. And, the, and you can still stay on campus. You can you be close to friends and family and not in some foreign country. <laughs> yeah. Or the G League when you're playing in Sioux Falls or something, you know, yeah. in front of 15 people. Yeah, um, I've I've played, you know, in Sioux Falls in front of 15 people before, but it was stand up and it was not fun. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, folks, uh, well, no, let's let's talk about this. What's a disastrous season? What is a a panic mode? You know, it's, it's the um, Coach K uh, uh, COVID season where they probably would have made the NCAA tournament. Okay. Yeah, you know uh, who was the guy the 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 one and done that year who quit midway through? Oh, I know who uh, you're talking about. Oh, and then he went to. Uh, oh, I know who. Oh, this yeah, is Jalen Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. That's his name. Yes. See, there's, there's so yeah. many of them. I forget them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's right though. And what there was a couple other ones I feel like with uh, with big you know programs where a coach left. I'm, I, I can't recall off the top of my head what uh, what the first year after Bobby Knight at Indiana was, or I know Thompson though. When Thompson left, I know Georgetown struggled because it was before yeah. before they turned to their son, or before you know they turned to his son. But um, one thing they didn't have is this kind of talent coming in. That's I true. Mean, it, it'd be it'd be hard to to fuck this up. <laughs> that's true. Now, that 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 doesn't mean like you know Duke doesn't you know lose eight or ten games and then like lose in the in the second round of the NCAAs. I mean, that, I think that's, that's on the table. That's possible. Uh, but in order for the train to really go way off the tracks, I think it'd be tough with this, you know, talent that's been amassed in a Durham. Yeah. Uh, where do you have them finishing in the ACC? 
I think third is probably actually yeah. fine. I, I think just the experience over the long course of conference play, I think that kind of lends itself to teams. Maybe, maybe with a little bit lower ceilings, like maybe UVA doesn't have as, as high of a ceiling, like, you know, postseason wise as Duke. But um, yeah, I think UNC and UVA probably are one and two. I think that's going to be a consensus, but I rank Duke third. I agree. You're following, you're following my footsteps there. All right. All, right, be, so it, all I know, John Shire is going to one up Hubert Davis. He's not going to get to the championship. Oh, he's going to win the championship. <laughs> uh, I'm not going there. I think, I think elite eight, give me an elite eight appearance. Give me all an right, elite, elite eight appearance for Duke. If I gun to my head here, let's go. All right. I cannot wait to watch this season. There's so many compelling storylines in college basketball life without coach K uh, with this ridiculous class coming in. How fast can they grow up? You got North Carolina returning everybody. The ACC, by the way, that had such a down year in the regular season, everyone was talking shit about him, including myself. Uh, Shout out in the NCAA tournament. And still I still had half the Final Four, right? Yeah, still had half the Final Four, and I think they might be deeper this year. I know that you could say, okay, well, they don't have Coach K and Duke, but I think Miami, you know, going out in the portal and getting some key players there. Uh, I even think uh, NC State, you know, they were injured last year. They could be a little bit better. Wake Forest, um, I, I I think even the floor for the most part. I think Boston College will be better in year two of Grant's uh, 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 you know tenure. And then uh, I just think that the conference is coming up a little bit. Yeah, there's still concerns. Clemson, Georgia Tech, they they might be shitty, but I mean, uh, it's gonna be fun to watch, folks. Subscribe to the College Basketball oh, yeah. Experience. It. And remember, folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Mike Elko doing a fantastic job at Duke. You know, we got you covered when it comes to that. I'm actually, I'm pretty heavy on them this weekend, but um, subscribe over there to the college football experience. Remember, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, as we love to talk college football and college basketball and college baseball. So let's get into it, folks. Uh, subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Also, check out the NFL Gambling Podcast, the MLB Gambling Podcast as that season heats up. Um, and yeah, give us a fu- get, go to iTunes and give us a five star review. We're doing these previews all year. Come on now, get over there. It takes two minutes out of your day. All right. College basketball experience on iTunes. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give us all a follow. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. Hop in the Discord. You're a Duke Blue Devil fan, or maybe you just like ACC basketball. Hop in the Discord. We talk college hoops year round there. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Or you can get the SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store. I think you'll dig it. All right, enough promoting. This is the college basketball experience, Duke Blue Devil style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Doesn't matter who wins, because they're all losers. And you are nothing but a
million lemon-headed coward terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Conference titles and going to the final four, we were making a statement.